That night I had a dream. I drifted off thinking about happiness, birth, and new life. But now I was haunted by a vision of blah 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 blah. blah. He was horrible. I want to suck your blood. I also want to suck your twinkies. A man with all the powers of hell at his command. Oh, vision! Is this in 3D? No, but your face is. You could turn the day into night. Have a nice flight. And laid the waste to everything in his path. Chrissy, over by the wall. Bring me the big knife. It was especially hard on little things. Bring me the big knife. I'm gonna cut my throat. Helpless and the gentle creature. Give me my wife. He let the scorched earth in his wake be foul on even the sweet desert breeze that whipped across his brow. Give me my wife. I didn't know where he came from or why. You mean my wife? I know if you would dream with him. You mean my wife? But I feared that I myself had unleashed him. You mean my wife? Welcome back to the unbearable weight of Nicolas Cage. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. I'm Abby. And this week we're watching... Moonstruck! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like you were going to say something, Devin, like the title of the movie. Yeah, but then Abby was going for it, so I stopped and let yeah. her go for it. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Abby, this is famously a movie that you've seen like the last ten minutes of in your family psychology class. I can't remember if it's Abnormal Psych or Family Psych, but yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I have never seen this. And Devin, you've never seen it? Oh, no, I've seen it. Oh. Oh, I thought you hadn't seen it. No, it was Peggy Sue that I missed the scene. Peggy Sue I had not seen. Pretty, 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 pretty. Peggy Sue. So I'm the one going in the most blind of this movie, which I assume is not actually a sequel to Moonraker. It is not. Mm-hmm. It's actually a, it's a spinoff, Luke. Ah, okay. And then that spinoff got its own TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you see a Moonstruck, and that was the part of the film. When there's like one of those cool high-speed chases, you see some people kind of standing off just to the side seeing it happen. Those characters then got their own series. And that's Moonstruck. Ah. Uh, and this isn't the webcomic about like all the kids chatting online and the trolls? That's Homestuck. Cool, because yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Abby's just giving me a really weird look. Thank you, Abby. Homestuck is a webcomic that for a while had the most successful video game Kickstarter online. What an achievement! I mean, it was several million dollars for something that a single guy created. What an achievement! Do you think that's sarcastic, Devin? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so yeah, I'm interested in this movie because the main stars along with Nic- along with Nicolas Cage are Cher, uh, Pop Sensation, and still an amazing tweeter. Like... Tw- Cher has very good tweets. She knows how to use an emoji. She calls out fascism. I just like how you include good at Twitter among, like, fucking, like, triple threat Cher's accomplishments. Being good at Twitter apparently also belongs up there. That's how That's how the teens know her. Do you think they are familiar with Do You Believe? Yes. Yeah. Do you think they're familiar with Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves? I would hope so. I can't say I know that one off the top of my head, so... uh, Are you... Really? Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves... Which share songs are you most familiar with, Devin? Uh, the first one that Luke mentioned, and the one, yeah, and then the one that's in the movie, you know, the Titanic. That's Celine Dion? Eh. 
Yeah. <laughs> How much movie did she do the song for? You, you haven't burlesque. You're obviously thinking of burlesque. Well, I knew that one, but that was way early. That was much more recent. Oh, there's also Half Breed. I thought there was also a '90s song that she contributed to a film. I mean, she has had a career that has continued on for a while. You know, I do you know like Sunny and Cher? Like, you know, I got you, babe, right? Like the. I song mean, I'm I'm aware of Sunny and Cher. The song that just keeps playing on the alarm clock in Groundhog Day. I only saw that movie once, and I thought it was fine. What, what? the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Fighting words. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Let me tell you where I most know Sunny and Cher from. Scooby Doo, uh, Mister. Bam! From the new <laughs> Scooby Doo movies where they meet Sunny and Cher. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hundred percent. So, like, your awareness of. Share is equal to your awareness of Batman and Robin, and uh, uh, I'm trying to remember some of the other people who were on New Scooby-Doo Mysteries, like the Three Stooges when they had replaced one of them. Or the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, yeah. Harlem Globetrotters is by far the most connecting one, because really my only other notion of the Harlem Globetrotters also then is Futurama. Yeah, I mean... Harlem Globetrotters are one of those weird things where they replace people more often than Kiss. Yeah. Okay. What about... Sonny became a congressman, I know that. And then he died in a ski accident. And then, bam, and then he's dead. Mm -hmm. I thought Sonny died in a ski accident while skiing when I was about seven years old. While I was taking ski lessons, one of the instructors I was out with decided to impart upon me the knowledge that Sonny Bono died by running into a tree and a subdermal hematoma on a ski accident. Hey, kid, so, uh, you know, you're about to go down this. You want to avoid any trees down the hill, because that's actually how Sonny Bono died. Luckily, skiing in Ohio sucks. And if I recall, Sonny Bono was like a weirdly really conservative politician. Probably. As a child, I also couldn't tell the difference between Sonny Bono and U2 lead singer. Bono? Bono? Oh my god, that is amazing! (laughs) I know most of my Sonny Bono facts because my dad had a book of David Letterman top ten lists, and so I weirdly just know a lot of weird Sonny Bono jokes. That's also how I know about, uh, Gabor, Gabor Dolly or whatever the person's name. There was some politician who had this, their name repeated twice. But yeah, I've obviously forgotten about that 90s. Yes. Mm-hmm. What about if I could turn back time, Devin? Are you familiar oh, with yeah, I know, I I know that's hard. Because that was in Deadpool too. Oh, that's also just, just uh, yeah, that's one of those thoughts that you just like, no. Well, and then there's Dark Lady, but that's one that I know I've heard. I just can't think of any of the lyrics from it. I'm not familiar with that one. Believe was, like, the first song to use auto-tune, I believe. Yes. I have also listened to that episode of uh, Punch Up the Jam. But, yeah, no, I know Believe. Yeah, that song is used at, like, parties and such. And, like, in the 90s, there was, if I remember correctly, Believe was one of those songs on an album that was promoted all the time on, like, mail order... That's also how I know a bunch of Wings songs. And My mom just liked the Beatles a lot, so that's how I know them. My mom hates the Beatles. I'm very indifferent towards the Beatles. I am too. They have an undeniable legacy. Also, rest in peace, Little Richard, who also had an inspiration on the Beatles. Sure, I mean, probably. Die recently? He died today. Oh. Oh. Happy little Richard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Look at Luke bringing us down. <laughs> Things I was not expecting to learn on this podcast. Agreed. Real-time celebrity death. 
He died while filming his own podcast on Nicolas Cage. That makes that sense. That got too dark. <laughs> the only logical conclusion to that, Lucas, is that you murdered Little Richard because of a competing <laughs> podcast. I don't think you want that as part of your legacy, sir. I mean, they haven't given the reason for his death yet? Jesus Christ! I think he was old as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Did I show me 87? Nope, Luke, you might have killed him. He's old, but he's not, like, ancient old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, alright, well, uh, do you have any important facts for us about Moonstruck? I know that, like, almost every actor in this movie, except for Nicolas Cage, got an Academy Award nomination. Cage did get a Golden Globe nomination. But he lost. To Robin Williams for Good Morning Vietnam, which... Oh, yeah, boomers. Fair, yeah. Uh, it is actually shares the reason that Nicolas Cage got the role in this film. Oh? Because apparently she loved his performance and Peggy Sue got married. Oh, God! That does <laughs> not that, bode well for my enjoyment of this film. And that is what... She, yeah. She saw that film, loved him in it, and requested him to be in this film. Does Kathleen Turner now also have a vendetta against Cher? I don't know, probably. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Paul Newman won for The Color of Money in 1987. And I haven't heard of any of the other movies except for Children of a Lesser God, which I only know about because there is the Children of a Lesser Claude episode of Simpsons. Classic one. Mm -hmm. Paul Newman as in salad dressing Paul Newman? Mm Mm-hmm. As in that gif of the guy on the motorcycle with the beard Paul Newman? I'm sorry, you're giving me shit for the things that I like or don't like about, or like don't know about Cher, but you only know of Paul Newman as the salad dressing man? No, I am aware that he is an actor. I just couldn't name a thing that he's. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Nope. The Sting? Basically, it's him as BFF with his best pal, Robert Redford. Oh, see, that doesn't help at all. Um, I have seen Ken on a Hot Tin Roof a million years ago. There's a hockey film I've never seen, but I've seen the poster of many times, Slapshot. I didn't realize he was in Slapshot. Yeah, he's the lead. He plays Slapshot? Yeah. Yeah. I have seen... The Sting? No. A Paul Newman film currently. Yeah, that's all fair. Also, Luke, you looked at the wrong Academy Award year. Oh, I did? The problem is you typed in 1987 Academy Awards. The problem is that's honoring all the films from 1986. It'd be 1988. Dang it. So I was going to say, because Moonstruck was, I was looking at it, I was like, no, Moonstruck was up for Best Picture. Uh, It lost to The Last Emperor. Which I'm aware of what that movie is. Oh, okay. Michael Douglas won for Wall Street that year. So I've never seen, but I've heard it's great. Yeah. So, the things I know of this fa- this movie are that it involves a love story between Cher and Nick Cage, and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of family drama. Oh, a ton of family drama. Which gets resolved in the end, kind of. And Cher and Olympia Dukakis both win Academy Awards for the movie. Yay. Yay. And Vincent Gardenia was also nominated. And it also won for Best Screenplay, written Mm -hmm. directly for the screen. And... Yes, please tell us more facts, Luke. <laughs> that you're reading off of Wikipedia right now. Uh, Harry and the Hendersons won for Best Makeup that year. 
Damn fucking straight it did. Man, what a classic. I love that movie. Inner Space won for Wait, Best Visual Effects. Wait, is like a Bigfoot a, a Sasquatch. Analog? Yes, that they do the 30 Rock episode about. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. John Lithgow gets his, gets, finds uh, Sasquatch. But then the government comes after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Inner Space beat out Predator for Best Visual Effects. Wait, what did? Inner Space. Don't know that one. Uh, Joe Dante directed... Uh, it's basically a inspired by Fantastic Voyage. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I do like Joe Dante movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, I think that sort of gives us the premise that we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two O's and the logo for Moonstruck are crossing over, forming an insane infinity symbol. So... I mean, probably. Yeah. Wow, that is... A, I think that's the most, like, grasping at straws we've gotten at, at this podcast yet. Breaking down the fonts used on the movie title. And it almost had a different title, but that will be revealed when we come back. Ooh, right. cliffhanger. Mostly because it doesn't make sense if you haven't watched the movie yet. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Well, uh, we got it on iTunes. It's not streaming anywhere for free right now. Yeah, it is on Amazon Prime. What? For free? Yeah. Oh, well, I paid four bucks to rent it on iTunes because it didn't show that it was free when I Googled. It doesn't show it if you Google it. You just need to go. It got like put up like at the beginning of the month. Ah, uh, so the Googs might have not updated since then? Yeah. Oh, thanks, Google, for costing me $4. Mm-hmm. Well, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a moonstruck. We'll be back after this. Watching the movie. Moonstruck. With Sharon Nicholas Cage. Fucking stop recording! Jesus Christ. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Welcome back, everyone. We have just come (laughs) back from finishing the hit film Moonstruck. Mm -hmm. Moonstruck. Uh Abby just doesn't want me to sing on this anymore. That's fair. Those messages. <laughs> Poor Abby must be going through. <laughs> Daily. Just... Uh, they were all very good. I was going to have you read them as a form of punishment, but then I was like, no, you would just fucking enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, he would very much enjoy that. When you got a wood hand and you're a broken man, that's some more. That's why I said I wasn't going to. No, nope, When nope, you nope. see mm-hmm. Frazier's dad making his students Taking dad, the that's phone away from Luke now. Amore. Yeah. I was like, why does that professor look familiar and that's Frazier's dad? Well, it's weird. It was, I actually didn't recognize him when he was, when you like saw him like head on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, like, recognized him when he was walking with the mob and you got him from the side. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, what I was just like, oh, it's very dead. Mm-hmm. I somehow, like, definitely recognized the haircut more than the face. I, I can see that. Like, the face needed another decade or so mm-hmm. on it to make it fully. But the hair was the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you are unfamiliar with the movie Moonstruck, Cher gets proposed to by Danny Aiello. Uh, Cher is widowed. Danny Aiello was also widowed? No. No, 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 he's just like 40 and hadn't married. And he has to go off to see his mom who is on her deathbed in Italy 
and he asks Cher to go and check in on his brother, who they haven't talked to in years. Five, to be Five exact. years, yes. And so she does, and it turns out that his brother is Nicolas Cage, the most Italian actor in this movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Well, he is. Yeah, I guess he is. As a Coppola, he would be. <laughs> yeah. Somehow the least believably Italian in this movie, though. <laughs> like, he doesn't have The this... pedigree and the skill do not match up in this case. He has energy, but he doesn't have Italian energy. No, he has Nick Cage energy. Yeah, which is a different flavor of energy. A great uh, flavor of energy. Yeah, and it turns out that five years ago... He had proposed to his... No, Danny Aiello had proposed to his girlfriend... No. No, no. Nick Cage. Yep, Nick God. Cage had proposed How to his... Know? Step aside, Luke. Danny. Nick Fine. Cage had a fiancé. Danny's bro... Danny, or Donnie, rather, had asked for some bread. Cage made it for him, but while doing so, was got distracted and got his hand sliced off. Yes. Which... So, really, this brother's strife is essentially just an OSHA complaint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, 100%. And so, Nick Cage is still mad at Danny Aiello, a.k.a. Johnny, because he believes it is Johnny's fault that his hand was somehow completely taken off by this bread slicer five years ago, and his fiance left him, and thus his life was ruined. Mm-hmm. But Johnny wants I mean, to I make get amends it. and have Donnie, a.k.a. Nick Cage, come to his wedding with Cher. So he has Cher go and ask his, well, call originally his brother and ask him to come to the wedding because Donnie, I mean, sorry, Johnny, a.k.a. Danny Aiello, has to go to Palermo, Italy because their mother is dying and he must attend her deathbed. So Cher is put in charge of contacting Johnny, Donnie, god damn it. Ronnie. 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 <laughs> you shouldn't give your children such similar names. And having the brothers make amends so that Ronnie can attend her. But instead they start to bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the moon compelled them to bang. And, oh, yeah. And La Bohem Phantom. Bohemians. Well, the full moon was out, and mm. as we have learned, Ronnie is a wolf. Ro okay, Nick Cage in this movie is essentially, I'm pretty sure they just used how he looked in this movie, including the body hair, as the template for the Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Like, they look pretty fucking similar. Especially when he puts yeah. on that coat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. If you like this wild cage look, that is actually the look you will get for several movies coming up. Oh, yay. <laughs> yep. We've so, now hit his weird, grungy, dirty boy face. Also, it's like, oh, you're 28 and your hair is already starting to recede. Pretty noticeably. How old was Cher in this movie? I, I believe Cage was younger than that. Well, he was born in 54, and this movie 64. came out in 64, sorry. Cher, I believe, I've looked up how old Cher is about six times since we started recording two hours ago, and my brain cannot retain that information. Cher is 73 currently. So uh, Cher was 41 in the movie. Yes. Nicholas Cage was 23. Yeah. Which is, like, interesting for, like, the normal Hollywood trope of the older man with the younger woman. Cage has mm -hmm. now been in two films. Mm-hmm. Whereas he is with a considerably older woman. That is true. And Danny Aiello was 54. Yeah, I was going to say, for me, I was actually more surprised that there's a huge age difference in between those brothers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense how the supposedly... 30-ish guy has a dying elderly mother in Palermo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
They start to fall in love. Meanwhile, Cher's dad is cheating on his mom. There's a professor being played by Fraser's dad who keeps trying to hook up with his students, but he's an enormous asshole. And so they keep throwing wine in his face at the only Italian restaurant that anybody in the movie goes to. Hell yeah. And then after they bang a bunch of times, they start going to the opera, and then Cher realizes she wants Ronnie instead. Mm-hmm. They bang once, and she agrees to go to the opera as ostensibly a way to never have to see Ronnie again, so that she can break her bad luck, which she believes killed her first husband, and have a good marriage with Johnny. Mm-hmm. Her first husband was killed by a bus that was thrown by Jessica Jones that also killed Luke Cage's wife. Purple Man. You're having podcast bleed and it's not working out for you. I thought I Devin agree. would First have... off, Jessica Jones wasn't invented for another 14 years. <laughs> I thought you would have appreciated that reference, Devin. I was wrong. You were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amore! <laughs> yeah! But then we get the big family strife at the end where everyone reveals how they're bagging everyone else. Right, which was... Except for the mom, who did go and eat dinner with John Mulhoney. Mulroney. Yeah, but coincidentally. Mm-hmm. And then specifically said, I cannot invite you in because I am married. Mm-hmm. And my husband ain't home. And there's already five dogs in this house. We don't need another. And my husband charges $25,000 to replace ostensibly one copper pipe. Fuck yeah, he does. That's how he's so rich. Mm-hmm. That's how they own the house. Beautiful house. Mm-hmm. So... Devin, I'm starting to realize that I think the reason I'm not enjoying a lot of these movies is not necessarily due to Cage's performance. It is a pacing issue. Because this movie especially, and I think a lot of the other ones, has essentially the climax and the resolution happen simultaneously or like within a few minutes of each other for the most part. And very, very close to the end of the movie. And I believe that is why I'm not enjoying a lot of these movies, because it just makes the pacing of everything feel so off. And just, I don't like the the what-the-fuck-just-happened feeling that I am left with at the end. Uh, This one, I would say especially. Yeah. More so, yes. Yes. Like, I had seen, essentially... All of the resolution happened in this film. I okay. recalled none of it. But i that is the scene I saw in the psych class. But, yeah, it was just kind of like, uh, what? Why? Sometimes that's just what happens. I know. I'm not... No, no, no but I agree. Especially, too, since you're hitting, like, way more, like, big moments. Yes. It's just kind of, like... Also, the fact that, like, the Cher getting ready in the beauty parlor scene was almost about half as long as the entire resolution of every single conflict in the film Mm -hmm. is just banana pants. I would agree with that. In terms of pacing. Just flat-out banana pants. So, also, her skin and hair looked much better before she got that makeover. Yeah, I would agree with that. Her skin in the first half of this movie is kind of unbelievably flawless. And then they just do 80s makeup on her and make her look older. Mm-hmm. I did appreciate the fact that she essentially leaves the hair salon with the share haircut. Like... The haircut that Cher is known for having for most of the 80s is what she leaves the hair salon with. And that is just yes. beautiful. I mean, she's got her own brand to rep. She does. 
I, I'm not sure I... I'm not sure I buy Cage as a huge opera fan. I think that out of everything in this movie, that was the most it, unbelievable part of his performance. I, oh, I don't know. He Go does on, he does not strike me as an opera fan, and maybe this is classist to me to say, but he seems too working class to be into opera, but that's also the only type of music that we hear in this movie. Right. I, which... I believe that he could like opera. I do not... The... The, like, incredible devotion to opera is, I think, what I had a struggle with in this well, one. And specifically, La Boheme. Which I really just know because of that time that the Memphis Opera hired Adam Warrock to make a LP based on Lavo M. It's good. It helped me understand what it was about, but it's also pretty much just, oh, hey, what if we took Fantine's story from Les Mis and that was all it was? I guess that's too high class as the person who has actually read all of Les Mis. I have also read all of Les Mis. Yeah. I have not read any of Les Mis. I saw it once on stage and I saw the Hugh Jackman movie. That is not enough. You need like 50 pages of establishment to understand why it is such an important scene that Jean Valjean gets the silver. hate you right now. <laughs> Why silver? He steals the silver from the priest who takes him in, and the fact that the priest takes pity on him is what causes Jean Valjean to change his life when he could have been arrested and would have been sentenced back for a life sentence in French prison. But instead, he takes the opportunity that God has given him to make a new life. Luke, do you also believe that six pages of explaining where Sanso Panza goes to piss is important in fucking the Man of La Mancha? You have your own grudge against the Man of La Mancha because of your teacher. Yes, but also, we do not need five pages to explain why Sancho Panza needs to go piss in this one particular spot in the woods. Fuck you. Yeah, but there's a difference. No. Okay, well, I'm sorry for trying to talk about classic <laughs> literature on this podcast celebrating the works of noted Artur Nicholas Cage. Oh got more God. Oscars than you got. Yeah. So, yes, I, I, I will say I did enjoy the non-Cage scenes of this movie more than the Cage scenes. It oh, felt I don't like, know, because the cage scene, cage is still my favorite of all the scenes. Oh, I am going to be incorporating the big knife moment in yeah, into... Yeah, that, that entire scene was by far, like, the best part. But that is also, like, the most cagey scene in it. Okay, I will... To me, that was the most Italian scene right there, if we're talking about cage, though. <laughs> I want to kill myself with a big knife! I don't know why I did the accent. That's that's offensive, either. Abby. I was gonna say I am. Okay, I will. <laughs> I will self-edit and say that the relationship I enjoyed the least was the cage share relationship. Because you don't buy that there's the attraction between them. Everything about the timeline of this movie is just kind of like. What the hell? It would be better. He's a sexy young stud. It would be better like if the wolf. It, it would be better if they stretched it out to another week or so. It's sort of like the Scott Pilgrim movie versus the comics, where the comics take place over several months and the movie takes place over like a week. Yeah. I'm just really impressed with Johnny being able to be like so awake and with it after having two transatlantic flights in these time span of like three and a half days. No, he was not with it. Remember those times he forgot his luggage? His bags, twice. Yeah. He did. 
Abby was critical of him, and then I was like, ah, uh, he... It's like midnight for his brain over there, or past midnight. Yeah, what you got against poor Johnny? <sighs> just, he's just really good at booking airplane tickets, and I am impressed. Okay, so are you saying that you find Johnny more attractive than Ronnie in this movie? No. Okay. Mary, fuck, kill, and we'll have Devin go first. Johnny, Ronnie, and the professor. What a great question. Thank you. (laughs) Well, obviously you fuck Ronnie. You marry Fraser's dad, and then you kill Johnny. Ooh. Because Fraser's dad, at the very least, still has that tenured college professor money. Yeah, New York University does still exist. Yeah. But. Yeah, so, like, he's at NYU. That's also more of one of the bigger colleges, too, so he's probably really raking in that dough. And, I mean, chances are, if you actually marry him, he's going to stop dating his students. Well, I, I guess that depends. Do you think that he would stop dating his students if he got into an actual relationship? Or what is it all matter? About... You're still banging cage, so then it doesn't matter. But if he keeps going out with students, there's a chance that he could lose his tenure. It's the 80s. Nobody's paying close attention to that. Yeah. Okay. If anything, he's getting high fives from the, de- the deans... <laughs> The dean of the English department. He is tenured tenured. only because he fucks his students. Tenure. I. I don't know. I'd marry Danny Aiello. I mean, he seems to have a better-paying job. He wears suits all the time. Yeah, but they're not good suits. They come with two pairs of pants. That is the also, most warehouse I agree. Also, Fraser's dad has a personality. Johnny does not seem to have a personality. He loves his John mom. couldn't remember the steps to propose to someone. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did have a plan, though, with Bobo. It was just not a fully thought out plan. But we never even see the plan. All we know is that Bobo is supposed to do something when he waves his hand. Bobo is supposed to bring out the champagne. And when then... he waves the hands, but he didn't do it. He screwed it up. No, he didn't, because he asked for the dessert cart instead. Well, yeah. he also got told to get on his knees. Like, it, it, it was not a well-thought-out plan, but he tried. He did not try very well. I think Fraser's dad would have a better plan. Even though he, dad had a great plan. Even though he might be more likely to cheat on you. But again, but you're cheating on him with Cage, so again, you can't have double standards, Luke. Also, Fair. we That's see rude. no sort of sexual relationship between Danny Aiello and Cher. I would completely believe that, especially because she says she is not in love with him. I would completely buy it that that is some sort of, like, mostly asexual relationship that is happening just because of their ages and their culture. Fair. I'll accept that. I agree with Devin's assessment. Okay. Thank you. You, Y'all have swayed me to your side. Plus, then you get to move out to Seattle. I just want to get my hands on that weird-ass tattoo on Cage's back and really study it. The tattoo that they did not cover up in the movie... Which is a salamander with a top hat? Mm, I believe so. Hell yeah. Or a iguana. Uh, it's a lot of fascinating. It's things. a monitor lizard. Okay, so a large iguana. Mm-hmm. I now need to look up when um, Rescuers Down Under came out because I would totally buy that that would be some sort of weird homage to that movie. Uh, Down Under didn't come out until early 90s, I believe. That's a shame, because I would totally believe that that is a weird homage to that movie. But, oh, yes, I promised to t- reveal the original title for the film. 
Mm-hmm. Original title was The Bride and the Wolf. Jesus! <laughs> that's what the writer wanted, but the director, Norman Jewison, said no because that sounds like a horror film. It does sound like a It sounds like a very B-horror film as well. I agree. Well... You this... like that lays out the person who will be hacked to death and the person who will be doing the hacking. Mm-hmm. I am disappointed in InkedCeleb.com, which did not have the monitor lizard wearing a top hat listed on his tattoos. God, would have been a fake one. Part of me wants you to go to celebrity feet to see how much hair is on that man's toes. I'm sure it's a shocking amount. I don't actually want to see it, though, and I don't think you want that in your search history. Yeah. I want that in Luke's search history. (laughs) I did not really... The whole wolf scene was just kind of like... What? Not my favorite. Could have been a cougar in a public bathroom at the bus station, and it would have been much more romantic. Well, I mean, in this film, Sherry already is a cougar, so that part already works. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Then it just needs Officer Winston Bishop. We've been re-watching... Well, we're now getting to the point that I had never previously seen of New Girl, and that's a very good show. Oh, yeah. It's a quality show. Yep. And also, I was wrong. Moonstruck did not have a TV spinoff. That was Moonlighting that had the TV show. Now, Luke, what do you think a TV spinoff of Moonstruck would look like, though? I was going to say, I mean, I didn't think there was one either. I thought you were joking. (laughs) Big Fat Greek Wedding had a TV spinoff. And it was literally, this is Italian Big Fat Greek Wedding. So, you think that this movie is Italian Big Fat Greek Wedding? I think it is an Italian equivalent. It's a romantic comedy that's partially getting a lot of it from the family, the dysfunction of How dare it. you do that to John Corbett? <laughs> and this movie's way better than that movie, but... <laughs> oh. I now need to fight Devin. <laughs> I am good. Let's talk about when movies were bad. Remember that time how I said I didn't like Grease? That we watched it on the 8th grade field trip on the way to uh, D.C.? That's yes. also when we watched Big Fat Creek Wedding. <laughs> that was not a good trip for movies. When the quarantine is over and like we all get together and do a live in the same room Nicolas Cage podcast... I'll probably be the first one murdered, but, uh, yeah. It's, it, it would be interesting. Like that Windex joke, it's not funny. Windex joke? Windex cures everything. Right, right, right. Yeah. Nah. M- mostly John Corbett is just incredibly sexy in that movie. Okay, okay, we're... I was very confused because I was like, where was there a Windex joke in this movie? <laughs> I haven't seen Big it. Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Big Fat Greek Wedding uh, probably since it came out. And the only thing that I remember is the dad tries to come up with a Greek origin of the word kimono. Yeah. It comes from himono, which is word for snow or something like that. Yeah, but... John Corbett can get it, so. <sighs> okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay! I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. That is, I've seen a lot of things John Corbett's been in, mostly just under the principle John Corbett can get it. Googling. John Corbett. Uh, yeah. He has 
dead energy. Yep. A lantern jaw. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I have seen him in. He was in Ramona and Beezus, which I have not seen. Oh, he was in To All the Boys I've Loved Before, but I also haven't seen that. Yes, and he the was sequel. the... I, I realize I'm now getting older because in that, when I saw that movie, it was like, oh yeah, I don't care about these teens. John Corbett can get him. I watched All the Boys I Loved Before and its sequel. I have not seen the sequel. I read the sequel. I have not watched the sequel. The sequel was not as good as the first one. No, that is... That is part of the reason I have not seen the sequel. Wait, have you never seen Northern Exposure then? No. I've seen bits of it. My mom loves that show. As does mine! Which is also why I was exposed to John Corbett at a very young age, which is probably also part of the reason I love him so much. Fair. Uh, so do we have anything else to mention about Moonstruck. Uh, it does make me want to eat Italian and I am glad that I have leftover fettuccine Alfredo in the fridge. Wow, now an offensive accent from Luke. This is a great day. Is that not how you say fettuccine Alfredo? No. How do you say it? Fettuccine Alfredo. Fettuccine Alfredo. Fettuccine Alfredo. Fettuccine Alfredo. Abby, I'd like to hear Luke say the word Al, please. Can you make that happen? <laughs> What's that song by Paul Simon called, Luke? Graceland. Call me Al. There you go. You can say the word Al. <laughs> Good job. Fettuccine Alfredo. No, no, I no. Got... Not the word. Not Al. Al. Like O-W. Oh, okay. Oh, Because I wanted Al. you to hit him. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. Well, at first it's, I thought you okay. said Owl. No, Al. As an ow, Abby, you hit me because I'm saying bad jokes. No, I would kick him in the face is what the point where we're getting to. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Oh, then you can get him to say, where's my teeth? <laughs> where's my teeth? <laughs> Fettuccine Owl Fredo. Oh, there's the big cage news, which is Nick Cage has been cast to play Joe Exotic in. Oh god! Of whatever that doc I didn't watch is. Yeah, Tiger King. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Which I'm pretty sure is just a documentary of everyone in this documentary sucks. This is just a documentary about people who suck. Oh, 100%. Just, I've seen what Joe Exotic looks like, and it's just like, yeah. Paige can do that. Yeah. I think my favorite is, I was reading an article and an entertainment writer told his son about it. And his son's response was, there's no need to make this. I have now pictured exactly how it will go in my head. And that is good enough. It's fair. That is, yep. He's like, it'll be great. He's like, it's great, but I, I can already see it. <laughs> you don't it's actually really need to It's really unnecessary. It's so unnecessary, but it yeah. just continues the topic of Nick Cage is now just doing a lot of direct-to-video stuff. Or direct-to-stream. Oh, he's already been doing that. No, if anything, this is, like, way more higher-profile than before. Because oh, they're actually right. talking about this movie, unlike most of his direct-to-videos, where it's, you need to be searching for those movies. And you have, haven't you, Devin? I have. You gotta keep up. First off, he's doing like a weird version of like Five Nights at Freddy's that I'm very excited for. Oh yeah, the like parts or the uh, numbers filed off version. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. But at an amusement it... park. Oh, Wally World. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That Isn't great. that a video game? 
Yeah, uh, it's a video game that a Christian video game designer made because people kept telling him that all of his 3D models looked like horrible nightmare animatronics. So he made a game about horrible nightmare animatronics to try and kill a security guard. It's ba basically the best way to describe it is you're a Chuck E. Cheese and the animatronics come to life. Oh, okay. To murder you and put you inside another mechanical flesh suit. Yeah. It's really popular with kids. Yeah. Yeah, kids love it. I, yeah. And yeah, the guys who... me Wally's Wonderland, where it'll be the same thing, but Nick Cage in an amusement park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently the guy who made the game is now, like, a multi-millionaire. Which, oh, I, I mean... It. It, yeah, I mean, it's nice that he worked for a decade making games that nobody cared about about his faith, and now it's like, oh, he doesn't really need to work again anymore. Yeah. It's like that uh, dude who made Minecraft. That dude is, like, so rich right now. Yeah, but he sold off his rights, and then he made a room filled with candy, and then the candy went bad because he didn't think about how it would stay, and so now he just has a spoiled candy room because he is an idiot. Hell yeah. And he also exploited everybody else who worked on the game and really didn't give them a share of the money. But now Microsoft is making even more money because they bought the rights to Minecraft. Mm -hmm. And found better ways to franchise it. Yep. Oof. And at least yeah. Bill Gates does better things with his money. Like not spending it. Yeah. Well, he donates a lot of it with his foundation. Not a lot of it, though. I mean, he's still... Devin, no. how would you pronounce Elon Musk's kid's name? I don't know, but California also told him to go fuck mm -hmm. off. He can't do it. Yeah, I know. It's beautiful. Also, apparently they've now, like, both given interviews where they explain different pronunciations for the bullshit. God, that's even better. So, I think that... I like just reading some... about it. I don't, I don't get it. No. It's rich people bullshit. Uh, total rich people bullshit. Like sometimes I enjoy Elon's rich people bullshit, but not not right not now. this not, not this amount of rich people bullshit. I really loved watching him be like that weird middle aged man dancing to Grimes' music in a like conference that he was like doing. That was great. Well, uh, do you know what we're going to be covering next time? No, we have not discussed this. Uh, chronologically, next is a movie that Devin has said is actively bad, even yes. though it is an origin of one of the most, some of the biggest KG Cage bits, Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. Nicholas Cage thinks that he is turning into a vampire. I, I just read the tagline for it. Mm-hmm. So is it bad enough that we have to see it? Uh, I mean, it is big in terms of how Cage is portrayed. Yeah. Damn it. Well, and we'll be skipping over the next one chronologically because... He plays man in a red sports car? Hell yeah. Uh, that one is literally just a cameo that people didn't know about until two years ago. <laughs> and then someone was watching the movie and was like, Hey, is this fucking Nicolas Cage? And then the internet briefly memed out about it. But uh, the one after is a Italian-produced film that is currently not streaming anywhere. Shit. Yeah, so no, I wanted you... to see that one. What, Time to Kill? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there something called A Time to Kill as well? Why? Yeah. That one sounds familiar. Uh, a Time to Kill is a 1996 movie... Starring Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew McConaughey. As, uh, looks like... Uh, Small Town... Uh, Sandra Bullock is also in it. Kevin Spacey, Ashley Judd. Yes, so the short answer is yes, that is a different movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and soon we're gonna hit 90s Cage, where Cage, like, really peaks. Every film is great. Uh, I think after that would probably be... Freebirds or Wings of the Apache. Firebirds, yep. And then after that. Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart. 
So is vampires is vampires kiss streaming? Like, can we get? Yeah, it? it's it's free on Amazon. Okay. As and say, it's 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 big. And uh, Firebirds will also be online. So. Uh, yeah, we know what we're doing for the next two times. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Is Firebirds a war... F oh, fuck. Sammy Lee, Tommy Lee Jones, and Nicolas Cage in the same movie. Do you not like the Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. Why, do, I, why, why do you hate Asian K? I just... The only Tommy Lee Jones film I've seen other than Men in Black is that weird, like, sorority undercover cop thing. Oh, Man of the House? Yeah. Yeah. No, because you said that you saw No Country for Old Men. I don't remember him being in No Country for Old Men. He's like the third main lead. Have you seen Coal Miner's Daughter? No. You haven't I... seen The Fugitive? No. That one's great. The Fugitive is great. You didn't see Batman... Forever? Forever? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's small so small soldiers. He would have just been a voice, wasn't he? Yeah. But he was the voice of Chip Hazard. Did enjoy that film. Mm-hmm. No, I have seen both Men in Black, or I've seen the Men in Black movies he's in. I guess I've seen Captain America, mm -hmm. but I don't recall him being in that. He just oh, has like one a of the best parts. He has a five-minute scene at the military base when he throws the bomb and then Captain America jumps on it because he wants to protect everybody with his own body before he gets the injection. Uh, he's in it way more than five minutes, Luke. Because then you get the last bit at the end where he's driving the car with Haley Atwell to get him on the plane. You haven't seen that Criminal? He and, that he and Peggy make out. That's also and, fair. Criminal's bad. Yeah, Criminal was not a good movie. I that was one of the last year. That was great. I didn't see Dad Astra. It, it was good. Uh, ooh, it also has his list of advertising roles that he has taken, including Red Dog Beer as the voice of Red Dog in 1994, and then from 2006 to present, he is Boss Coffee as Alien Jones. Which, those commercials are pretty great. I'm excited for the 2001 Nick Cage Christmas Carol adaption and National Treasure. I've actually never seen that Nicolas Cage Christmas Carol adaption. And neither have I. I'm excited to see it. I love a Christmas Carol adaption. And then we'll get to the movie in the mid-2000s that I was always scared to watch, and as a result, never did. And what was that? World Trade Center. Because you know that it's, he's going to do something and I'm going to laugh. Do you want to live with yourself knowing that you <laughs> laugh during World Trade Center? Because I don't. I mean, we did go and see Left Behind, and we laughed a lot at that movie. Yeah, that's all, that's not real. That's a fantasy. Yeah. Now World, Tra World Trade Center is a real event, Luke. Well, Devin, if people wanted to follow... No, that, that would have been a bad transition. Devin, where can people find you online? <laughs> uh, you can find me online at FredoFet. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. -E and Abby, where can people find you? Hang on, let me pull up my Twitter so I can remember how to spell my Twitter handle. You can find me at, at Abnonymous. That's A B B N O N Y M O U S. Luke, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at, at Coltreg. That's K O L T R E G. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back in two more weeks with Vampire's Kiss. Remember to treat your family well and maybe enjoy some fettuccine Alfredo. Thank you.